Hello, everyone. Come on in and pull up a seat for Countertop Conversations. What is up, my man, E.T.? How's it going? I haven't talked with you in a little bit. Yeah? Oh, man. I mean, I got done, I'm done with school. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome. Stoked about that one. Worry about well, any homework tests. All that. Yeah, until Monday starts where I have three classes again. <laughs> oh, you're doing summer school? Yeah, I want to get done in a year and a half. So I have to do like, I have to do a full semester between two summers. Okay, that's not too bad then. No. So, I mean, I think it's going to come into like six classes that I got to do for it. So, I mean, I just got to like keep going. We're going to like full online schooling, it seems like, anyways. So. I don't think the UW system is. I saw something the other day that they're like they're planning on reopening everything. Well, for now, we'll see what happens after this summer. I think. Do you think if they were to do that, they would have school just cost the online rate, or do you think they would make everyone pay full? Oh, that's a good question. They better drop it because if. If the way things are going and we're slowly starting to reopen everything, uh, it does make sense for them to only pay for the online stuff. It's because if I'm a student, I don't want to pay for the food or the room and board. Well, I don't think for sure they won't make you pay for those two if you aren't going there because those are like separate um, plans. But like the actual base tuition is pretty stinking high, at least for me. Um and I feel like it would be unfair if they made you pay for that when you're paying for the facilities and using, like, the labs and everything, but you aren't able to do that. I also look at it, though, they, they do have to pay for everything still, and part of the way they pay for everything is with those with, that income. Yeah, with tuition. But think of how much energy they're saving. Their energy bill, their water bill, their heating bill. Like, all that's going down because people aren't there. Yeah, but, I mean, I still don't know if that's going to be, like... Nah, not heating. Heating. Enough. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that's, like... I mean, that's kind of where we're going with this topic today is we just want to, like, give people updates. Yeah. What's going on? We talked about the corona in our first episode. We want to touch on that a little bit and basically have a conversation with you guys about what we're doing and be sitting at the countertop, having different people come in, grabbing different drinks, having a few different snacks and just talk. Yeah. Going off the whole drinks thing. Today is the May 17th. Wisconsin just opened its bars this past week. What do you think about that? I'm all in. Yeah. Like, well, I think it's smart. We don't have a crazy amount of cases in this area. I could see down south where it being a major issue. But in the same sense where people are struggling dealing with the corona and it actually be a disease and killing people and ruining lives, it's ruining a lot of people's lives that are not actually having to deal with the coronavirus, but with the lockdown. So I do think opening it up and allowing those businesses to try and start over, try and survive because a lot of them just went three months without any income. And if they were only making a couple thousand dollars profit, but in really loving what they're doing, well, they just 
couldn't pay any rent for anything and lost so much money. So I'm all in for things to start open up and us to try and get this economy rolling again. I mean, I agree. I think it's the government and everything's opening the states back up, not because the virus is going away, but because the economy needs it bad. But the thing that I think is not the smartest is that I don't know about you, but I've been seeing on people's Snapchat stories, like they're at the bars and they are just packed in there. No, like everyone's, it's like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, like that kind of bar scene, it seems like everyone's packed in, no one's keeping their distance, you know, they just seem like they totally forgot that this whole virus is even there. So, I mean, I think it's smart that they need to open and they should, but I think that the bar should be enforcing some sort of guidelines to try and still decrease the spread of COVID. I mean, I don't think it's the bar's responsibility. I think it's people's responsibility. So if you're willing to, if you're, if, if getting a $5 beer is worth it enough to potentially put your life at risk, I'm not going to stop you because there's probably not a lot of things I can deter you from. So I'm like, sure. I haven't, I'm probably not going to go to the bars yet. And I mean, that's just the product of not being able to for so long and having so much homework where I don't really want to like spend a lot of money and end up having to call an Uber to get a ride home or yeah, sitting there a couple extra hours to sober up. <laughs> but I just, I don't care. That's people are doing peeps. People are choosing to drink and more drinking causes a lower immune system response. So that just makes you more vulnerable to COVID as it is. So really, I mean, they're increasing it, but if we're all drinking all right now, anyways, it's just going to hurt. So I don't know. I'm glad. I'm glad some people are benefiting from this. I don't know. I'm still. I mean, like I know you said it's not the bar's responsibility to do that, but look at Walmart. Look at Menards. Like these big chain stores, they're doing their part in helping the whole community, the whole state, the whole world slowly recover from this. Where they're only allowing a certain amount of people in. Menards is forcing you to have a mask on if you're in the you store. Do. The only time there's there's one time when a mask is effective, and that is if they actually have the disease. That's the only time it's effective because it's going to keep that bacteria in. But if you if I just wear a mask right now, I'm keeping bacteria in, and bacteria is getting stuck in my mask that I'm breathing out, and it's just going to ferment and just grow, and it's just not healthy. I'm I'm not getting into the whole mask thing because. I'm more on your side of this one. I don't see okay. the whole the whole point of it. I get, I get it. part of it. But hey, and if you want me to wear one, if you want me to wear one, I'm going to exactly. wear it. I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm going to do it. Exactly. So, but like Menards, that's their thing. That's what they're trying to do. All these stores are enforcing, you know, social distancing. So, I just think and, that bars should be doing their part also. Like, yes, yes you need some business to come back in. Okay, open up, let people in. Don't let your bar get so crowded that, like, 
you're just butt to butt with every single person in there, you know? I know, but like if I only allow 12 people in there and they're, they're drinking and they're not like their goal isn't to get hammered in the two hours that they're there and they're just casually drinking, I'm not going to turn a profit. Well, I'm not saying 12. Like, yeah, but if, so if we assume like, okay, so let's, let's do some math and get some numbers figured out. To, so let's say, what, 30 people? That's fairly good social distancing, probably. Yeah, you could probably fit 30 okay, let's in look a bar. At, like, let's look at buckets. Okay. So we're talking, we want at least probably three people, three feet between every single person, right? I know it's, it's six, but. Yeah, it's going to be tighter. Yeah, it's going to have to be tighter. So that's probably two people at every booth. That's one person for every two chairs. You still can probably have four people playing darts on the two boards. And then you're looking just at the seats and the tables. That's probably, I mean, four people on the, the standing tables and then two people around the small tables. Uh, there's more than that. And isn't there like four standing tables? Yeah, but two people at each of them. So there's eight right there. So there's eight there. You're probably talking 15 at the bar, we'll just say. Oh, that's packed. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what I'd say. Maybe like 10. 10. 10, okay. And then we have the... Four at the darts. So that's 22. Four at the darts. And then we're talking about the benches, actually. You have that one bigger one, right? So we could probably do three there. So what is that? Like nine people, pretty much? I, I would I would round that to ten. Round that to ten? Yeah. And then we have the... the other room. The other room, yeah. too. So we could probably go you with... probably fit. Ten. Yeah. So there's 42. So 42 people that... You don't want to just kick them out and keep cycling people through. Yeah. But unless they're like, unless most people just go to casually drink. People mostly on a normal Friday, Saturday, unless there's something going on, plan on going hard. Yeah, that's true. So that's still not an insane amount of income that you're trying to push through the doors. No, I know. Like, I don't think there's any perfect way of satisfying the economic needs of these small businesses yet still following guidelines to try and decrease the spread of this. I think the best thing to do is in rural areas where there's not been a lot of cases is to let them open up and see what happens. Places down in Milwaukee and Madison and New York, I would want stricter regulations are because that's where there have been the majority of the cases, bigger urban cities. Yeah. I mean, let your rural areas be the little test. I was going to say what there's, cause you know, they're not following anyways. There's seven cases in all of Oneida County. I think there has been like throughout this whole span, I think. Yeah. Something like that. And I mean, I know I saw buckets release the statement that they aren't opening up. They didn't open up last week. They were going to wait it out for a little bit longer and see how things panned out for like an extra week still once things started to open mm-hmm. up. So, I mean, I think that's smart. Um, I don't know. It just depends if you can. Bucket, Bucket, and Bucket's basically saying we have like three months and we're probably still going to be okay before we're super worried. So. Oh, yeah. 
waiting a month, but like there's other smaller bars in town, other businesses, like they are probably struggling more and they don't have that back. They haven't been here as long as buckets has, you know? Yeah. Like there's a place in Duluth that normally it's a big dance spot for the UMD crowd late at night. Well, they completely decided to like, they had done well enough where they could like, we can afford to remodel and change our whole entire image during this. Yeah. It gave them some time to get stuff done. So they're no longer going to be a spot where you go and dance. Huh? So like, I worry about fight gallery, a place where it's popping for the last hour of the night. Well, last two yeah, hours, maybe. A couple, a couple. Yeah, midnight, maybe it starts picking up. Maybe around 11 sometimes. Yeah. Two, two nights a week and something like that where it's not good. Like, where their big attraction is going in the dancing crowd. Yeah, being like that last bar of the night. Yeah, that's not a good place to be at right now because of what's going on. Now, a normal bar where, let's face it, we, when you go to a bar, you talk with other people that you see, but you, you mainly just kind of hang in your little group, as is. It makes sense to be able to open, and you're going to make, make money and be able to go back to normal. But those bars that are dancing and people having just a good time and no real fear of what's going on around them, like who who's buying or anything, it's... Those places are going to be hurting for a while. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to see. I imagine it's been happening in the larger cities already, maybe. But, like, around here in the smaller towns, um, I don't think I've seen it yet. But I, I won't be surprised if some places got to close down, you know, because they weren't able to. They didn't have enough set aside or something, or they just needed more business. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about keeping food frozen for three months, which is fine, but talking about canceling orders to distributors, not needing as much, and chains are going to be fine, but in Ryan, they a place where you don't have a lot of chains. Yeah, not as many. I mean, it, it's it was gonna be cool. I, uh, for Mother's Day, you know, picked up a gift certificate from CT's. My sister wanted me to get it for my mom. So, you know, picked it up for her and went in, talked with the owners, you know, for a little bit when I was getting it. And I mean, there's still people coming in. People are, it seems like in this smaller community, people are still trying to get out and support those places that they've always loved going to, even though they aren't able to go there and physically stay and eat and drink and do all the stuff they love. But, you know, they're still trying get there. I know I've seen friends and family on, you know, Facebook saying that they're going to, you know, ordering out from buckets again tonight, you know, getting the weekly fish fries, still trying to support them. I know my family's ordered from a couple bars around our lake, you know, trying to support them because we like Mm -hmm. going to them in the summer always. So. And I mean, that's a great show of humanity right there. Like, we're trying to rally, trying to help each other out. But at a certain point, we need help from our government. I mean, unfortunately, we're we're designed to be able where they set regulations and rules. And them opening up everything 
will help all those, but it it could come back to bite us. But like I think it's Florida and Georgia. They're open already. They've been open for a couple weeks, and they haven't seen a major increase or anything yeah. yet. So, because I know I heard that there's some areas in China where their new cases are starting to increase again. That's exciting. And they've been open longer than us, you know. Yeah. And it, it might be something that waves. Like, I don't understand when people talk about the curve and stuff. It's going to flatten it because of the summer heat. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. No, so but... the whole thing with the curve is you're looking at number. You can say number of cases, number of deaths. Um, normally, I think it's number of cases. And the thing is, when they say flattening... Normally with a disease, it's really slow at the start, but then it exponentially grows out of there because all of a sudden, like, you have one person, then it multiplies to two, and then those two people give it to another two, and it's just exponentially increases that way. So when they're saying trying to flatten the curve, you want to cut that, like, if you're sick, you want to cut that curve, stop, don't give it to anyone else so that there's less new cases. There's, like, so it gradually increases. We don't want that, like, fast increase. Because you know there's going to be new cases. Yeah, but that's everything. That's, 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 see, that's every disease. So without some sort of vaccine or something, like, it's just going to, like, I don't know if this will go, because there isn't something that's just going to, like, kill this naturally. As people were saying heat and sunlight. Well, the- but the thing is, I think also that no. as summer rolls around, everyone gets outside more. You aren't stuck in close quarters sharing more germs, you know? So that's why I think people are thinking it's going to get better a little bit. But that, does, that's, that doesn't make any sense. If we, if we stop to spread the disease by isolating ourselves to a limited number of people, and if summer... We're saying, oh, it's going to open back up and we're all going to be outside and hanging out with different people. Oh, again. I think it's going to increase throughout the summer. Like, that makes no sense. Like, that's that's silly. Well, that's stupid. Because your, your reason for locking it down and saying, this is how we're going to flatten the curve, and then saying, oh, this is our reason why it's going to drop down, are both like, well, know, their opposites. The government like, is saying no sense. that the summer is going to help, I don't think. At least from what I've seen. Well, I've... Like, I don't know if it's, like, whoever said that heat was going to kind of stop this disease. disease did it, no, like, I think there stupid. is a certain like, that makes temperature no that the virus can't survive at. But I don't okay, think well, we're going to consistently be able to hit like, a temperature that high, you know. Yeah, it's not going to happen when you're above a certain point of the, the line in the state of the U.S. Because it's still spread down south. And... During spring break, that's like our summer up no. here. No, I was in so Florida. it's not going to get Florida any colder. For spring break, and we get hotter up here in the summer than where I was for spring break. Yeah, but not like consistently the entire yeah. time. And you're telling me for the whole like March, like you weren't in spring break for all of March. Oh, but I was there during March, and it was still going up. Like, and we're not going to get it to a temperature consistently. I don't know. I don't know what the especially temp is, if there is one. All I heard is heat, and that, like, doesn't make sense to me. I think it's silly. I don't know. 
because it, so if the temperature is 100 degrees yeah sorry we're not oh, we will that. every now and then if it's 90 de- yeah okay so we so it kills it once a week or once once every two months oh boy. i mean you also gotta think surface temp on a lot of things gets way hotter than that like you've touched pavement in the middle of summer i know you have like yeah yeah but it's in the well, air. i know but like if you i'm saying if you touch <laughs> certain things like your germs are gonna die right away some some things and it's gonna well, hurt sir, you is that the whole point of washing hands people should do people no <laughs> i hope so now see if if they're not washing their hands it's not gonna matter if we allow 12 people in the bar fifth or 30 like they're still gonna cause people to get sick sure i get the number can go down and that's pretty logical but like we can't control what those people do so yeah i don't know like you said i'm not going to the bars right now i gotta start work here this week oh where are you where are you working i was supposed to bartend yeah i heard that's tough right to do right now i chose the worst summer to try and bartend but uh I mean, stuff is opening up, so we'll see. Even though, even I got though a I job might for not you. be going to the bars for my personal fun in my personal pastime, I might be going to them to work. Okay, so you're still going to try. Oh, yeah, bars no, I told uh, my boss that I'm still. If thing this is a while ago, but I said if things open up, I'm still willing. Like I would like to bartend, so. Okay. Um, but for now, and where is that going to uh, be? That will be at Northwoods Golf Course in Rylander, Wisconsin. So if you're a listener and you would like to come have a beer with me, hopefully I'll be working by then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm uh, on the grounds crew at Northwoods as of now. Okay, you're already yeah, on that. I, so. uh, I needed a job. So text the old boss, asked him if he still needs a guy on the crew and he said yes so i came back should uh should go put my dock in too you know you asked me about that a while ago and then you never gave me a follow-up date when the other guys it's not like i'm in yeah, you got a phone you can you got connections cole you can oh my gosh i told i i told every, literally every member of my family to message you and famish yeah Using town too, and you want to? Do I mean, it. yeah, I'll do it. Like, I'll help out. You should look at our bug house too and think about refencing that. That one shouldn't be too hard. I mean, it's just taking it all apart and cleaning it. Yeah, that might be my job too. But I'm like, I don't really want to do that. I got school. So you were going to coach AAU this summer, correct? What happened? Correct. Well, I mean, I know sports got dropped for now, but what happened? Uh, so what, I got an email the other day about potentially a you starting back up, I think, and potentially having more uh, tryouts on July 6th because, the, like, the last week of tryouts got cut short okay. because of everything. So... And because everything went to shit, I didn't know if I was going to be coaching. So I just assumed I wasn't. So I stopped looking for a house quite hard and I'm possibly looking to move back up here in August at one. But 
if I can't and AAU starts up, well, I have to drive to Cloquet, Minnesota for every single practice. Hold so on, that's like time a out. half I'll hour. Say, where is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's like a half hour, forty five minutes east okay. of Duluth. Not too bad. It's, well, it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying if you were in Superior. Like, oh yeah, that's not terrible. But I have I didn't sign any paperwork for a contract, so I don't really know like what I'd be getting paid for. And if I'm doing it, I'm driving four and a half hours every Sunday to coach. Like, hold on, you I just can't, said I can't it was justify like doing that. Half hour, forty five minutes. Yeah, four hours oh. from Rylander. Okay, okay. Because that's right. I'm okay. living in Rylander okay. in the I'm, summer. June and June and July right now. I'm planning okay. on living in Rylander. Yeah, so I I can't justify doing that. So if I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna get a decent payment for coaching with a contract or whatever, then I'm going to message and I'm going to just get a house because it's going to be worth it for experience and just being able to do it would be pretty dope. And then I have the house for a year. But if it's like, I'm not really getting paid at all. The guy just thought I was volunteering. And he's not going to pay me that. I'm just going to say, I can't do it because with everything happening with the coronavirus, I can't pay for this much. And I'm not just going to go get a house just to, work for for just gas money to get yeah. back and forth so what are you going to do in rylander then um i mean your old job's gonna be opening up yeah i'm not yeah i'm not gonna be i probably i'm not gonna get back into, i'm not gonna do restaurant no. stuff i'm not gonna go back to the boathouse it was awesome why not no um talk with everything going on if it doesn't fully open and i wasn't planning on doing restaurant stuff either this year i just wanted like to get a get out of it for a year um like a guy would bartend but i didn't want to serve but i'm gonna be i'm doing three classes actually online then i'm doing one clep exam for it so basically four courses so i'll do 13 credits this semester that's a yeah that's a decent amount of work you gotta get done then yeah so i want to do that and then i talked about potentially just doing yard work for my parents like that way of kind of like paying the rent for them essentially going out and actually like raking and pulling weeds mowing the grass chopping up would wood you, i probably would end up still putting i was gonna say would you ever have shop. to go help your dad at the shop probably i mean that's fine I mean, I, I hate splitting wood, like, passion. like it's in my top five things I really hate doing. I've done it since I was 12, and I just I don't like it. I don't mind fun. it, personally, <laughs> but I haven't had to do the yeah. amount that you have. Yeah, when you, when you have a load to deliver a camp to a camp, and it's, uh, like, 25 degrees out, and your dad gives you just the normal work gloves that aren't insulated nice. to work in, because, like... I'm like, hey, I don't like this. I'm just freezing my ass off. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So, and maybe I'll do some other work because we are, uh, we put a new roof onto the other trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah. The blue one. So maybe I get out there. I don't know if they've painted or anything, but I could redo some painting I on that. Last summer you talked about building some new steps because they're both falling apart. Yeah. I, I mean, I could figure that part out. I could do that. So maybe that's what I kind of get into. And maybe I actually do do the bug house stuff like 
there's certain points, and I think it's going to almost just be easier just to redo the entire thing. Fix it up. Yeah, take off the reinstall some lights because we don't have a lot of lights out when it's dark out. Redo the paint on the outside. Take a power washer. Wash that down. Yeah. Bring some firewood out there. So. Bring some firewood out there, and maybe I'll try and like build something over it instead of just like putting a sheet of metal on a hook that yeah. doesn't really stay. Yeah. That falls falls over. Like actually bit. get a little. Yeah, you actually get something up there so it holds well, so the wood doesn't get wet and doesn't come off. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I know, like, a lot of people are saying, like, no one's hiring. But if you really look into it, it might not be the most glamorous jobs out there. But, like, the big chain stores like Walmart, Menards, like, those places, they are still hiring right now. Yeah. Oh, there's work to be had. It just depends if, like, if how hard and you what you're willing to take. Yeah. What you're actually to do. Because there's always going to be fast food jobs. Quick Trip's always going to be hiring. And I'm not going to lie. Like, if I was to live up here, I would probably do the Quick Trip yeah. part-time night shift. It's like 14 bucks an hour. They start like a 401k for you automatically. So I'm like, I mean, like, I'm kind of in on that. Like, it just seems like a solid operation for to be a full-time student and then just having One a thing job on the side. you could look into. I don't know how you feel about it. You have the right car for it because your car gets good gas mileage. But I know um, you know Logan Thomas, my friend from up at Tech. For everyone who's listening that doesn't know, he goes to Michigan Tech with me. He's going to be my roommate next year. Should have been on the pod, but he's a wuss. That's for another topic. Uh, <laughs> but he he's currently uh, – Going out, buying groceries, and then delivering them to people's homes that don't want to go out. And he, oh. I talked yesterday, and he's making good money in one week's, like, I think he's only been doing it for a week, and he's making good money already. So how does so that you, work exactly? Like, is he yep. through some nope, company? He's through to some do it, company. They just... send him a okay. company credit card, and then whoever's like buying it has to like pay up front for the groceries through the company, and then he just uses that one. He goes out, buys all the groceries, okay. delivers them to someone's house, and then he gets paid, I think, per hour, and then plus tips, plus then. You per mile, you get a certain tax deduction. So, hmm. yeah, that would yeah. be something interesting. I don't know to look if into. it's around in Rylander, the Grand Rapids area of Michigan. So lower okay. left side ish. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if, as long as they like, whatever their cost is kind of pays for gas, it kind of becomes worth it in the Northeast yeah, I mean, area. I know John's looking at possibly doing it, but he has a truck, so it's not as uh, fuel efficient to <laughs> be running around everywhere. Yeah. But, yeah, it's worth looking into, I think, but. I mean, yeah, for him, it almost just depends down to, like, is it just is it just going to be enough yeah. to cover gas plus, then plus your tip, because I mean that's all that I used to make. So like 
working just for tips is not like yeah, that crazy. When you were me. working at the boathouse, like, did your hourly wage cover your gas money to get there and back? Okay, so what's weird about uh, being I know you don't get waiter paid, like, is barely anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't tech like if I got a paycheck. It was because I had a bad week or a bad month. Like you don't, or every every two, you don't want paychecks. Like those I are mean, bad. I mean, you still get paid per business. hour. Technically, but you don't want a paycheck because if you get a paycheck, that means you made under minimum. You made minimum wage for that entire two week span total. Yikes! Yeah, you follow me? So, like, if I. So every time I didn't get a check, it meant that I made like twenty bucks an hour, which was probably a pretty normal summer dish. Whatever it came out to be. I mean I paid for a year of college off of it, so that was pretty Slow awesome. Roll, but Yeah, it also helped that living off campus really helped with that. And not having to pay for food in dorms with it. That's pretty much the reason. And like Superior's really cheap. Like, yeah, really I wouldn't know the feeling. Else. So, I mean, that's kind of why. Well, I mean, like, what I paid for in just tuition was for the whole year, I think, was a semester. Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. What was it for, for you? Like, nine? No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. 20. What was it for semester for you? <laughs> that's yeah. like two years for what I'm going to have to pay. My last two years here are going to not be as much as your one semester. Wow. Won't that be nice? Because it's like, it's like seven grand to get a meal plan and live on campus. But I pay like 4500 45, and not seven, yeah, seven grand. And that's that's one semester. So I pay about I paid about nine grand for schooling for the year. And yeah, so I really like it wasn't it was nothing compared to what so many students have to pay and their loans are now like superior. It's a decent school. There's enough to do because of Duluth and like it's not expensive compared to everywhere else. So, yeah, it was yeah. pretty easy for me. Where was, what was the original question for me? Like, what did I make? I did, yeah. I did the paycheck. Yeah, paycheck okay. technically didn't cover gas. Money. Still worth, I mean, you said you paid for college and everything with it, so it was worth working there. <laughs> oh, you glad so you did? Much. You went yeah, into I that, think... like, sort of business down that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, yeah, the first summer, the first summer I actually worked. I you made, put in a lot of hours. I made like eight. I put a ton of hours in and I made a ton of money. I mean, I walked away multiple times with, I, I, for, I can't, 4th of July week, I made like 670 yeah, bucks that week. one day. Yeah, no, like, like, the sad part about that job is like, you're giving up all your time to do this. But if you're willing to put up, give up your time, yeah. you're going to make crazy amounts of money. It's just what it is. And that that summer, I was all in. And then the next summer, I took a step back because we had so many employees. 
that were working there, and I didn't make as much. There wasn't as many hours, which it was also nice to see you guys in the summer. Because I'd literally, I'd get done, I'd go to my cabin, and it would be 11, midnight a lot of times I would get there, or like midnight somewhere else in Ryland or hang out with you guys. And like three-fourths of everybody would be done for the night because they'd been like going since like 8 o'clock. I'd be like, hey guys, Rookies, I'm sober as a stone. You remember when I would get there? <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Well, a lot of times I'd show up and you were the one that well, I was yeah, spending half the day. I, I would be done working at <laughs> 2 in the afternoon and head out there right away. I'd be chilling by myself <laughs> for like three hours, just having a good time. Then the first stragglers would come in, but like you said, majority of people didn't come till 8, 9 o'clock, so I'm, I'm in there for 6, 7 hours. <laughs> you'd show up and I'd really be there for a while yeah I mean that, that first summer it was it was awesome to make the amount of money I did and work the hours like I there are so many times when so I'd open at 11 and then I'd take me an hour to close and we'd be done serving at 9 and people wouldn't leave till 10 so I would be there from 11 to 11 12 hours and that and I that week of uh, the Fourth of July week and the fourteen days surrounding seven past and seven before it, I worked all every single one of those days open to close, and I think I made five five or six grand in that week those two weeks those fourteen days, like it, it was stupid. Like I I don't know if I'd ever serve at a non fancy restaurant in Rylander again after that. It's just, jeez, just not the, just yeah. the money wasn't there in Rylander. But I, I would like to bartend in Rylander. I think that'd be a fun time. You cut out there for a little bit. So what'd you say? Uh, just talked about how I I enjoyed bartending in Monaco, or not bartending, working in Monaco and working in those areas. I think is smart for the summer. And if I was to do it, that's where I would go again. But I would love to bartend in Rylander, actually. I think that'd be a good time. Yeah. So when I was looking at it this summer, I was like, because I saw how much fun you, like, I mean, I know you, like you said, you put in a ton of hours and everything, but it it was an enjoyable experience. And every time I heard you talking about it, like, yeah, you would complain about, oh, yeah, you cut out at uh, forty nine fifty. Okay. I couldn't hear a word. So you, what I was saying is you and yeah, but I was yeah, thinking yeah, I was I like, did, you know what? Those places like Monaco, Eagle River, where it's more touristy, being a first time bartender like I was gonna be, without any experience, I'm just like I feel like I don't have the credentials to get in there. I probably could have. If I really tried, you know. So the thing about a lot of those places is they'll hire you. They'll train you. They'll see how you do. And if you can swim, Start they'll drowning. keep you on. But if you, like, if you sink, yeah, they're just going to get rid of you because there's someone else yeah. who can do your job and then it wants your hours. 
So if you're good, they'll keep you on because they can re- they realize how valuable and that's that's everybody. That's, that's, a, that's, that's house. a smart business. That's the Hazler's Paul. That's Wait, the thirsty you know, like whale. Someone's doing good. Keep them. Yeah, like I worked with three or four new bartenders this past year at the yeah. house, and they were all awesome. Who was the guy that I like, knew? It was fun. Yeah, I like. Uh, that. Are you talking about guy. Luke? Oh, he's good. He's really good. Yeah, he he bartends and is acting down in Chicago. Yeah. So he's like a really nice, good bartender. He he had my work schedule from last year. The dude Jeez. basically. I bet he made photos. great money though. Like, oh, for sure. He's a he's a good bartender, and he served every once in a while too. Like he would serve. He usually served like Friday fried. nights, which is like yeah. a great night. It's fish fry night. Like it's always packed. I mean, you can't go wrong doing that. I mean, I am lucky, like, uh, Anna and Logan, I don't remember their last names, but they live in Hurley. They drive down to Monaco three days a week, nice. four days a week to bartend. And and then there's another girl, Maria, who I worked with, who would drive down f- from Hurley four days a week to bartend. And the, the, those people were really good. And then I had a couple of young kids from uh, Madtown that were awesome. And then you had everyone upstairs and the cooks like it really just was enjoyable with the people and i think when it comes down having a good place to work yeah it's that makes working with it makes a world of difference they like. actually when you wake up in the morning and you know you got to go work it's not like a oh my gosh my day is gonna suck i hate this you know if you can be like all right you know like i'm gonna enjoy it to a certain point you know every job has its downsides but that makes it a whole lot easier when you actually enjoy the people there and the job you're doing Yeah, and I mean, I think that's what everyone's trying to find in this world. It's a job you can do for every for the required amount of time, for the required hours that you're going to have fun with. And unfortunately, sometimes people ruin it for you. Like, that's why certain people leave certain fields. But there's always going to be that chance yeah. to find it. No, I, it's something that makes getting to retirement a whole lot easier. Oh, for sure. Like, I look at retirement and I'm like, it's so far away, but it, it look, it's starting to look so yeah. much fun. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> you do all the fun stuff in life. <laughs> like, the, yeah, I know. And that's like kind of sucks. Like, you think about like, where are your years when you could truly like let it's loose? Now. It's like maybe three years past, like, maybe like 26 and under. Like, you can still kind of let loose, like, you're early in your career. You don't really have to have these kind of, like, like, you don't maybe have a, a significant other yet. You, you have, have the children, potentially. And all your friends are still, like, in that yeah, kind of and you have the physical really youth of, like, being able to move and do those things, you know. If you get a ding or a scrape, our bodies heal yeah. so much faster. And then you look at the other time you get to do it is when you're like 60 plus. Yeah. yeah more like 67 now, but like that's your money saved up. You're, you want to do what you haven't done with your life, but like your body's not yeah. going to allow you to do every single thing. But I mean, ideally throughout your life, you still get to enjoy it. It's not, you know, it's always a grind, but it's not always a grind at the same time. 
No, I think that's the great part about every job yeah. has its days when you're off. And take advantage of those days. Save your money. Don't spend it on everything. And be able to do stuff with your family. Like, I don't know when I'm going to say I'm going to be able to go to Vegas again. Like, and same with you. You're about to enter the military. Like, this is kind of our last chance to go and do this kind of thing. Let's let's do it. Let's hit it. And then yeah. we'll figure out the rest from there. I mean, yeah. That's not you, – you know me. I'm not – huge into just dropping some money like that but there's a time and a place when I think it's worth it to live it up a bit and I mean what is life without doing fun things like it's it just gets kind of mundane doing things you don't want to do over and over again like we see so many movies about people doing having ordinary jobs and something changes and they're living their best life whether it's putting in work, changing careers, some some person walking through a corner <laughs> telling you're telling Harry he's a wizard, like <laughs> it's out there for you. you yeah, I guess it. so. I don't think that's how it's going to happen for me. <laughs> oh my gosh! If I found out I was a wizard and could do magic and stuff, I'd be riding a high till the day I died. But I'd have to become good at it. Like, if I was, like, bad at it, then I would be like, this is kind of stupid. Yeah. Like, all I could do is, like, move, like, a few papers. That's better than I'd nothing. Be like, well, this is pointless. It is, but, like, if I, like, I trained for, like, say, like, years, like, it takes for, like, people. And, like, I wasn't able to, like, get any better at it, I'd be so heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Alrighty, man. We've been going for like 45 minutes. We've had a little technical difficulties, but had some laughs. Is there anything else we kind of want to touch on yes. this episode? I just remembered this. This is oh. just like a reference back to our last episode about Vegas. You reminded me of it when you were talking about Vegas. I totally forgot my oldest sister okay. went to Vegas in college. She talked with me a little bit. I, okay. I'm not going to throw all the details out because maybe when we plan this whole trip out with everyone, we'll go into a little more depth. Dude, that's a podcast recorder. she said, when you're at a casino and you're gambling, you get drinks for free. So, oh. a, put a little more money into the gambling thing. <laughs> I'm just playing petty machine. She also then. said so she <laughs> went there for four days and she said you do not that okay. was like she was so dead tired by the end of four days. Like there's they were just constantly doing stuff. And yeah. she said she listened to our last episode and she talked to me about like we had every minute of every day kind of planned out. Not to a T, but like we had a rough estimate. Mm-hmm. She's like you honestly could spend yep. a whole day just walking up and down the strip and looking at everything on it. Yeah, I think that's what makes it so exciting. And obviously, us having this plan and planning out was it was more or less trying to figure out the yeah. money. She cost said and what estimated thousand dollars per person. <sighs> well, we figured it out nine hundred. Yeah, that's pretty. We, impressive we'll be us. able to cut some corners somewhere. Get it down. Yeah, I, I mean, that's our goal. And I think the more people we get to go with us, the better. 
because if we could actually get a place where that has a kitchen, like that would be incredible because yeah. then we could actually save on one meal. Like, like not having to go out for lunch every single day, cooking our own. She also breakfast. said we talked about like staying right on the something. strip. She said I think they were like over yeah. two miles away or something. I don't know exactly how far. Okay. Within walking distance, it wasn't the shortest walk, but it was doable, you know? And that's when prices start dropping mm-hmm. on hotels, I think. It's the 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 farther away you get. Well, you're, I mean, I know, but you found a place that was far away, and I no, found a opposite. place that was better I found deal. a place that was close, but a better deal, and you found a place that was farther away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just got, yeah. Like, we're gonna have we're gonna have options, and I mean, like yeah. that's smart of your sister. Like, if we have to, like I'm willing to walk. There I think we all know who the one person is that won't want to walk. Yes, <laughs> John Fox. I I I had to think for one second because the first person popped into my mind was Janice, but then I yeah. thought about Janice and Janice. Janice was full in walking there. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. The walking back, no. <laughs> but John Fox, oh my gosh, this man would want to crawl into you would not a- want to no, walk guys, either way. No, but so far. <laughs> you got any last minute things? If there's a fight in Vegas, I want to go. I know, <laughs> so expensive, dude. I've watched I so can't much UFC recently. Like I'm getting into the sports. I am getting into it. I am all in well, on this UFC are thing. Are you gonna start fighting then? <laughs> gonna be no, gonna be the next no Joe way. Rogan uh, oh, yeah. commentator. <laughs> oh no! I just want to watch. I'm just enjoying it. Try and learn some stuff about it. I'm I'm still all in football and basketball, but I think Jeez. UFC might become my third favorite sport. <laughs> so, no. like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for you. sports to start up. I think. I'm thinking that it's going to be without fans for a very long time, and I'm okay with that. All I know, and the, so it's like, have your coaches reached out to you guys at all at Tech about what potentially could happen no. if football they, doesn't they, play place this fall? Yeah, we're still planning on football. Or everyone's we, still uh, planning on that. You got to plan on it, you know. Because the yeah, the one thing that I think could happen, which should everything gets so messed up if it does, is. If football, kind of, some reason, campuses aren't open, they don't want to do football weird. in the fall. I think football's, football has to happen. That's though. weird. So it's going to happen in the spring. So, like, seeing football happen in the spring, like, it's not crazy to think about because but you have season? spring camps and everything. But, yeah, I mean, you have to. It's such a moneymaker. I don't think you can go a full season without doing it. Like, I don't think you can afford to take a year off from it for so many of these colleges. If they do take a year off, I think they got to take a year off almost for all sports. Because, like you said, that's the money maker. Well, it's going to have to because it's the money. And I look at it. If it happens in the spring, sure. But then you're talking about the NFL draft happens in April. Well, most likely the season's going on. You're talking there's going to be no high school football in the fall, and there's no way that that's going to happen in the spring. It's just not. 
If football, if fall sports don't take place in the fall in high school, they're not taking place in the spring. Because you have so many crossovers. Let's just plan on it being in the fall then. So. I think that's the better option. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm all, yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I do think that we're going to yeah, get that, that a bunch of games with. without fans. Which but. is fine. Like, whatever uh, places have the the rights, Fox, no. ESPN, CBS. ABC, yeah. not ABC, CBS, NBC. So much money. I mean, ESPN made like over seventy million dollars because of UFC two forty nine. So over over seven hundred thousand. I was people not bought the pay per view. I'm I'm cheap. It was such a good card, and I know absolutely nothing about USC. Yeah, so you're gonna be watching some of me because I'll be bring some beer to beer over for us. Two fifty is coming up in June. Sounds so. good. We'll watch that. Alrighty. Well, sounds like we got some plans, some future ideas, and whatever else is going on with our we'll our figure it out step by step. Talked about Put, in this just pod. Keep one, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. I I agree with you a hundred percent. And we are on Spotify now. We're going to be on Apple hopefully within the next week. And we have some listeners that have taken some time to enjoy these podcasts. And we, I just want to thank you guys for listening, your feedback, and hopefully you guys can help us spread yeah. the word too. Oh, quick. If anyone listening does have a comment they want to tell us about, they can email us at... Hold on, let me pull it up. I don't remember it off the top of my head. We have yes, an email. I just don't remember the, we have an the email. full name off the top of my head. It is <laughs> no www dot countertopcombos two point at gmail dot com. No, but was countertop convos was so. <laughs> I just wanted to do two point <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I did realize that uh, going through Spotify and searching countertop conversations, that was an album cover for somebody. So that that's super interesting. So hopefully uh, we don't get in trouble with that. Yeah. Jeez. But <laughs> until that yep. time comes and we're big enough and famous enough, I think we're okay. All right, we got our last remarks in, and all that's left to say to everybody is thank you for coming in, and no, you will always have a seat at the...